Thank you for joining us for Let's Pray, a ministry designed to help and encourage through Bible reading and prayer. And I'm Brooke Suttle, the pastor of Royal River Baptist Church in Yarmouth, Maine. Our scripture reading is found today in the book of Hosea, chapter 12, verses 12 through 14. And while you're finding your place in the scriptures, let me remind you that we are looking in uh, to the contemplation of obedience. God had desire for Israel to take some time uh, to sit and think and consider uh, how they should be walking uh, in the truths of the Word of God. But Israel's not done that. And there's three things that we've pointed out uh, in relation to this. First of all, Israel's obstinance. God wants them to consider their obedience in light of their obstinance. As much as God has done for them and drawn them to himself, uh, he has a controversy with them because they have decided that they're going to go their own way. It's an empty life, they're going to realize uh, but nonetheless, they decided to rebel against God and do what they want to do, both Ephraim and Judah. And so we see that God uh, has a controversy with them because of this. And we see Israel's origins in verse 3 and 6. God's going to direct them to consider and to think about, to contemplate how they began uh, the patriarchs, and particularly Jacob, and how he was a deceiver. But God brought him out of that deception and used him in a great way for the establishing of the people of God. And so we see Israel's origins in verses 3 through 6. Then we looked at Israel's opportunities, and we're in the midst of looking at this, how God had given opportunities to Israel, but yet in the midst of the opportunities that God had given them, they are still delighting in oppression. They're full of deception. Excuse me, they are deceitful concerning their balances, how they deal with others in relation to their dealings, financially in particular here. They've been greedy of gain. Uh, they've built up great treasures through iniquity. <clears throat> God's going to take it all away. Uh, then they've been deceived concerning their blessings. Uh, they have deceived themselves. Sure, God has done great things for them. God has blessed them in great ways. But they think that their deeds are are okay. They have justified themselves in their own mind. They've deceived themselves in how they've gotten their gain and how they're living their life. Uh, they are deceived about their dwellings, thinking that they're going to always be established in the land, and they're always going to be able to live it up and have their nice houses. God's going to deal with them about these things. And then the blessings of, uh, of the preaching. They disregarded that altogether. They deceived themselves into thinking they really don't need preaching. They really don't need the Word of God. They really don't need the things uh, that uh, the nation was established on. Sounds a lot like our nation today. And so God's going to deal with them about these things. Today I want us to look at their preservation. And so let's look in the Word of God together uh, at verses 12 through 14. And Jacob fled into the country of Syria, and Israel served for a wife, and for a wife he kept sheep. And by a prophet the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt, and by a prophet was he preserved. Ephraim provoked him to anger most bitterly. Therefore shall he leave his blood upon him, and his reproach shall his Lord return unto him. We see Israel's opportunities, and now we see their preservation. Uh, how are they preserved? Well, in verse 12, we see that Jacob is going to come back up again. The Lord's going to use him through the prophet Hosea for an illustration of the people. 
And it says, And Jacob fled into the country of Syria. He had to flee because of his deception. But God's going to bring him out, and he's going to serve there for a wife. And for a wife, he kept sheep. There were consequences for the life that Jacob lived. But Jacob is going to seek after God. And God is going to, first of all, seek after him. He's going to appear to him. And so we see that in this, how God's going to preserve him. We see the example of an honest laborer. Jacob is going to be brought from deception. And now Jacob's going to be on the other end. Laban's going to deceive him. He's going to trick him. going to trick him about his wife. He's going to get Leah instead of Rachel. Uh, and so that's going to be the first deception. He's going to deceive him concerning his wages. All of these things are against Jacob. But Jacob is learning something. He's learning to be a man that is an honest man, an honest labor. He ends up being a shepherding servant. And so God is going to preserve them. He was a prophet. And God's going to preserve Israel through a shepherding servant. Then we see the example of an honorable leader, not just an honest laborer, but an honorable leader in Moses. We see Moses is the shepherding Savior. He's going to bring Israel out of Egypt. Now, I know the Lord is the chief shepherd. He's the great shepherd. But the Lord uses under-shepherds, and he is a shepherd, and he brings, he's a deliverer for Israel. God's going to use him in that capacity. So he's an honorable leader. He's a shepherding Savior, but he's also a shepherding sustainer because it says that by the prophet by a prophet the lord brought israel out of egypt that's moses and by a prophet he was preserved he was taken care of he was sustained in the wilderness god used moses for that so god is taking care of the children of israel and god wants him to see would you walk away would you walk away from your sinfulness, from your iniquity? Would you see, would you contemplate that obedience is the better way? It's the way of preservation and peace. Would you turn to me? Then we see, though, their provocation. They're not listening to the man of God. They're not listening to the preached word. They're going their own way because it says Ephraim provoked him to anger most bitterly. So we see their provocation. And it, there's some consequences to this because, first of all, it's going to bring defilement. It says in this same verse, Therefore shall he leave his blood upon him. He's going to leave him defiled. And this defiled condition is how he's going to leave him as he found him. And so not only does it bring defilement, but it brings dishonor. It says, In his reproach shall his Lord return unto him. Whenever we provoke the Lord, we don't consider what great things God has done for us. We don't contemplate that obedience is the better path. We don't consider that God's taken good care of us and met our needs. Then when we provoke the Lord by not considering obedience and following through with obedience, it brings defilement and it brings dishonor to our lives. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we want to consider what great things the Lord has done. Would you help us that we would not be obstinate? Would you help us that we wouldn't be as Ephraim and Judah that fed on things that were empty? Where they were eager to follow things that could not satisfy. Would you help us to recognize what you've done for us in the past to bring us to where we are today? And would you help us that we would lay hold on the opportunities that you've put before us that we would, that we would not provoke you 
and we wouldn't be defiled and be dishonored because we've dishonored you and dishonored the name of God. Would you help us that we would walk in truth and we'll give you the praise. If you'd help us save that one nearest hell, help those of us that are saved to walk in truth and to honor you and to, and to bring people to a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. We'll give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us for Let's Pray. I hope it's been a help to you. If you have need of additional assistance, uh, we'd be glad to help you any way that we can. You may reach out to us at 207-899-7949, or you may go to our website at letspraynow.org. Until tomorrow, hope you have a wonderful day. God bless you. Bye-bye.